0: Well, uh, I know you don't know much about me. My name is Zach. I'm a life coach. Uh, I was on Big Brother back in 2014, so have a, a little night. bit of experience on reality TV. No, uh, I not. had a great experience on the show, but afterwards, I struggled a lot with just mental health and just like yeah, going man. out a lot and uh, a lot of the the 15 minutes of fame kind of went to my head I became egotistical and narcissistic and really just like humbled myself back in uh 2016 and since then just been trying to get a little bit better every single day and I interview other reality stars or people that have been on reality tv and just like to get their insights and opinions and you know, see where they're at and things like this. I'm not going to ask you who you're dating. I could care oh. less who you're dating or whatnot. This isn't about that. This is about um, the audience hearing your experience on the TV show.
1: Yeah, after yeah. The
0: TV show, what you learned okay. about the TV show. So yeah, I guess you can start there, man. How, uh, how have you been since Bachelorette?
1: Since Bachelorette, I've honestly been good. You know, I think he said it like you get this it's a, like the highs and lows of being on tv and then kind of putting i don't know now not i don't want to say value but like letting a little bit of the you know hubbub to your head so it's it's it was a roller coaster right now i feel like i'm gonna even kill where i'm like normal you know there's been a couple shows since me so you know i feel like i'm a, a thing of the past right now which is you know which is kind of good for me but you know i in all i'm happy you know it was something that I'm glad I did. I wouldn't change a thing. I really I really wouldn't change a thing. I'm glad that it panned out how I did. I have great friends from it. And it was an overall great experience. And it taught me a lot about myself. So it was it was good. What what did you learn? What did you learn the most about yourself from being on the TV show? You know, I tapped into a deeper level of emotion that I never thought I had. Being in a secluded um Environment like that, like most people will never get the opportunity to put away work, put away friends, put away family, and just sit with themselves and their thoughts and their feelings. And being able to do that, you really find out what your, I guess, what your metal is. What are you made of? Who are you? And that's kind of who I found in that space. And then I just took that guy out of it, and I've just been living with him ever since. And I and I love it. You know, the part of me that's emotional, the part of me that's like emotionally intellectual uh the part of me that's thoughtful a part of me that's kind of humbled in this sense and mm-hmm. kind of just let me know who i am in a, in a sense and it's crazy that it took me you know 33 years to find i'm 34 now when i was in you know, 33 it took me that long to be able to put myself in that mindset and to come out um i don't know different you know you you live life and you're like man you really need some things to kick start you into into change like and it was drastic but it was the kick that i needed honestly good man you know people don't understand how much downtime
0: we have on these tv shows i mean i don't know all the ins and outs and the production type stuff and logistics about you know how you get from california to wherever you guys went and how much time you actually spend with the bachelorette etc but on big brother dude i mean pretty similar to Bachelorette there were three episodes per week one of the episodes was live but bro during the week we have hours and hours and hours of downtime where we're just like sitting in a room I mean there were times I don't know if you know much about Big Brother but there are um, competitions and the competitions that were outside in the backyard we were locked in the house for like 12 to 24 hours, there were times when the crew would have to come in and clean the house and we'd we'd all be locked in a room. We weren't even allowed to talk. Right. So we're just like sitting yeah, there like, for like four hours all silent, staring at each other, like, you know, playing tricks, throwing cheez at each other, whatever. But yeah. um I don't people don't understand how much of downtime. So was there a lot of downtime? Is that what you meant by like you had time to think and
1: Yeah, yeah. By by, by they don't sound like you genuinely uh not filming that much, like in the day, unless it's like a rose ceremony for those you just filming all night because the day is prep for like uh, the producers to talk to get what they want you know weather could change things depending on if you're shooting outside or inside um things may change like there was just so many movie parts that by the time you started filming it was just so long and drawn out but it was in the evening so during the daytime you're either doing my like b-roll which is like your prep like in front of the camera you're getting your like outfits approved so they can okay for, cam- for a camera and then you're just kind of by yourself we were unique in that whenever we traveled, we were just on the boat, but we had our own rooms. So whenever they didn't need you, you were stuck in your room. You couldn't just roll around and right. you were just by yourself for hours and hours. And they don't want you to talk to each other because one, they don't want you to be too buddy, buddy. Uh, and then two, they just want you focusing on the girl so you can kind of just, it's like a, it's like a time, hyperbolic time chamber where things move so fast, but you have so much time to yourself. You have enough time to think everything through ten times over. So you either yep. get second guess yourself. It's just a lot of thinking and a lot of solitude, more so than anything, right? What was the biggest difference
0: between Nate before Bachelorette and now Nate after Bachelorette?
1: I think I'm a lot more conscious of time, if that makes sense. You know, um before I don't think I took the time that I had with people. Uh, as seriously and i don't think that i took my conversations uh as serious being uh they weren't always intentional you know uh not that every time that i have a conversation i need to get something from someone but there could be a moment where i like check in on people and like really deep in like dive deep into like the deeper parts of you know what someone is like not knowing if someone's going through and if someone's just always going around just being high level with you hey how's going how's work Like, you don't really get into those deeper connections with people in life. And that's kind of something that I took from that. Just being intentional in that
0: way. Was it it weird being on the season with two Bachelorettes? It actually was.
1: Like, I I wasn't, like, obviously, I've never been, like, a normal season. But I felt like since it was so nuanced and no one knew how things were going to go, it kind of felt super unorthodox at all times we didn't really guess how we could never like okay this is how this week's gonna go like this is kind of what should happen here it was kind of just random and because there were two bad for rest we were kind of handering to two individuals needs all the time so it was just a ruckus like if one of the other girls got upset it like kind of filtered over into gabby and then our side so it was kind of like it if they're not doing good, we can't do good, and it was kind of annoying at times because of it. But yeah, it was it was just a ruckus the whole time. But it was Great it was thing. fun. It was fun as well. But it was it was just wild. Yeah, my uh, my girlfriend at the time,
0: now my fiance, actually, we uh, that was the first season I've ever watched of the Bachelorette or Bachelor, and now I'm hooked, dude. I watched all of it. You know, it's no. just, you know what it is about it. And I I know you're not going to take offense to this, but, like, it's so cringy. It's, like, it's so cringy. It's, like, a car accident or, like, you know, you see, like, a football player break their leg, like, a a terrible, gruesome injury. You're, like, you don't want to watch, but you can't help but not watch. Right? Like, for example, during Zach's season, I think it was, like, you know, it was, I forgot, Fantasy Suites or it was the last couple weeks. And. He said he's not going to hook up with the girls, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if you watch. He hooked up with one of the girls. Yeah, yeah. And then he told the other girl that he hooked up with her. And it was just like, you know, the whole time. And he was even cringing. And she was just, it was so bad. But um, it's like so bad that I like watching it. But I don't know, and not to make this too much about The Bachelor or Bachelorette, but we started watching The Golden Bachelor. See, the difference between The Golden Bachelor and The Normal Bachelorette, I feel like the golden bachelor is more authentic these people are being like real you know like they've had life experiences they got at this point they got nothing to gain they don't care about follower i mean maybe some of them do but they don't care about the thing no they just want they just want to find someone to spend the last 20 30 years of their life with
1: right Where like
0: if you're 24 26 and you're the bachelorette like it's just it's too young to be in my opinion like what do you think about that? What are your thoughts? No, I think don't say anything you don't want to say, but like feel well, free no, to you
1: know, I agree with you. So to your first point, like with the uh, the normal show being cringy, absolutely, like people are on there being awkward, even for us, because we would all watch it and like, hey man, what do you think? Like we we hated watching ourselves because seeing yourself on TV is weird. But to your point about the golden bastard, I think they 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 knocked it out of the park with this one. These individuals are not looking for clout. They had probably never heard of the word clout. They don't know what social media is. And once you extract that, because, uh, saying this is saying, like, obviously with, with the normal, you know, the normal show, you could pick out, okay, this person's probably here for a fame. There's no one in the Golden Master that is for that. And because of that, it's so authentic. There's nothing that you're going to get other than, you know, the experience of, of of life, um, Mm -hmm. The knowledge of like people knowing who they are at that age, it's the it, secureness in that, and then just so much authenticity because of it. And that's what people really need. like people love love at that type, like trying to refine love after you've been through life is something that no one has seen. And I'm so glad that they did it. Yeah. You know, relationships are, I'm glad we
0: brought this up because relationships are so important for our physical health and our mental health. Yeah. Like having someone who you could be vulnerable to, having someone that you enjoy spending time with, having someone that helps you optimize the experience of life, whether it's traveling or just eating a meal, right? We want to eat yeah. meals with people that make us laugh and that we enjoy their company. I feel like the normal show, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, is so unauthentic in the sense that the proof being Rachel... Oh my god, I'm in love with Tino. Tino's this and and let me take a step back. Everyone is in love with this one girl. How how are so many people in love with one person and they don't really even know them yet? And then this the the bachelorette falls in love with this one person and he does some you know fuck boy shit or whatever. Wow. And now she's like in love with someone else. I just I think it takes away the integrity, and I think it takes away like the 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 trueness of like falling in love with someone and that's i don't know what are your thoughts on that
1: i think my take is i i see your point i think uh, i think there is valid. i i would say that you can fall them you can you can love multiple people but you only have like one true love that's why people like date they love people and then they have hard breakups because of the way that the bachelor the bachelorette is like kind of handled you can garner very strong emotions just because you're so alone. This is the only person you're thinking about. So if you think about it, like think about your time with big brother, it feels like it's like months, but you're really not there that long. So whenever you're, you're seeing this individual and every time you see them, you grow so much because you're so intentional with your time. It's like I think the weeks in a month and like in days. Mm-hmm. and So you can garner a lot of strong emotion now it's hard because once you're done with this show then you get into real world uh issues such as like you know life goals finances things like politics family there's so much more to it so it's easier to just ignore all the um, all the differences you may actually have in real life whenever you're just in that bubble and you're only seeing things that you know you want to see or what you can't see because they're paying the the show's paying for the days, the show's flying you around, the show's doing all of that. So you only get to focus on your emotions. And maybe that part of it isn't real because there's other factors outside of that. But whenever you only get to focus on emotions, all the other person has to do is look pretty and be nice to you. Then the rest is kind of handled, you know? So in that sense, it's easy to not be tricked into it, but like just fall in love with that artist somewhere. And then they have to find the rest of the person. So yeah. I don't think that they can love all of someone in that sphere because you don't get to see all of someone, uh, but you do get to fall in love with a part of someone and that part is probably authentic. Yo, that's a good point. Well said,
0: dude. That that, that is a great point. And to the complete opposite side of that, when we're not in the bubble of Bachelor at Bachelor, like the 8 billion people on earth or 500, 600 million people in America, we're on Tinder, not all of us, but just most people- (laughs) On yeah. Tinder, on Bumble, on Hinge, swiping yeah, till their thumbs bleed. Right, they find they find someone that they like, that they're attracted to. They have a lot of things in common. They enjoy their personality. They like spending time with them. But because everyone else, the the pool of people, you know, women twenty six to thirty two that blah, blah 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 are so easily accessible through the app, you know, it's hard. It's it's hard to. Find the good things in one person and find reasons to commit and be loyal to that one person because there's so many other options. Whereas if you're in the bubble, it's like, hey, there's this beautiful girl in front of me. She's an amazing person. She has a wonderful personality. All of her values align with my values. And why would I not want to spend the rest of my life with this person?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a benefit to taking away your options. Like the fact that you can't focus, like and even whenever you're filming, you don't even really see, you don't even see other women. Like the way that you just kind of move around the world, so, you really don't see the other women. So they're all you see, all you think about. It is so easy to focus on like just that one person. And whether it's good or bad, like I'm not sure, but I know that that absolutely works whenever you just focusing on one person you can kind of put all your attention on your thoughts on your you know all your heart into just building that relationship as opposed to being not the world have options. Like it's good to have options but not to the point if you're just like distracted or just like almost like have wandering right. So I agree with you there. Yeah. Right, right.
0: So what uh what's the most important thing to you when it comes to relationships and not just romantic relationships, but family, friends you know what what's the most important thing for you when it comes to like having a strong relationship with someone
1: oh uh, the most important thing for me whenever it comes to to a relationship i think it's just like kind of mutual respect i respect your dreams and your wishes uh what you want to do is your life has is, is not threatening to me i don't want to be ardent to your dreams to be a part of your life i'm going to accept those and i want you to accept mine and whatever i may grow up to that's kind of the most, that's probably the foundational layer of me and any of my relationships, whether it be family, friends, just a, a mutual respect of uh, our own individuality, knowing that we don't need to be the same. We can have differences and and get along and we can respect each other's differences and appreciate each other for those. And I think if we can build on that, then, you know, everything else is kind of.
0: I like that. Yeah. Are your goals Personal goals, professional goals, family goals different than they were pre-Bachelorette? Or do you feel like you're the same
1: person, still focused on the same things? Uh, I think they're different. And I don't know if that's because of the show. It may just be because like the time, like, you know, people change and stuff, but for the most part, my my goals have slightly, slightly changed after the show. I think I have a little bit more opportunity. And then also being in that sphere, I got a sense of Life is more than just half nine to five. Whenever I came back to my job, it felt weird to sit in front of a computer and I'm like, this isn't how I want the rest of my life to go. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing that changed, seeing like life outside of it, being able to step away from work from a month, it really reset me mentally and I think that's one thing that I took away that I don't want to do that. Uh, I don't think I want to just be one dimensional forever. I think that that's the only way that I can live my life. Good man.
0: Yeah. Yo. Uh. As we kind of get towards the end of this conversation here, do you have any questions
1: for me? Oh my God. So yeah. So with brother, what's pro- what was the probably biggest change pre and post? And then uh, my second question: How did you deal with you know, segueing out of your fifteen minutes to still being appreciative but still like finding your normalcy uh, yeah. after after the show?
0: Well, the biggest difference pre-show and post-show, I I think it was really tough for me because I was 23 years old at the time. It is. And I had just graduated from the University of Florida and I was just like a frat guy douchebag, right? And I didn't really respect other people and myself. Yeah. And I kind of thought that uh, I was innately already thinking I was better than other people just because yeah. I did well throughout my entire life in school and I did well in athletics and you know i'm now at the biggest university we're number one party school in the nation number one football school in the nation like i went there at a time where like you know i was like life is too good but i didn't realize that uh to keep these things going i would have to put in hard work i I don't think the harshness of reality of like adult life hit me yet so i i felt like i went in the show as as a kid i was a kid on the show you know not like a child actor in a way but like I kind of felt like that was my mental state at the time. Um, And then after the show, because I came out of the show with a couple hundred thousand followers and people paying me for meet and greets and for Instagram posts and like, I had money on the calendar for the next six months and I came home to a $25,000 check from Big Brother, I was like thinking I was the shit. And there was kind of proof there now that I was the shit because you know, yes, a, a, a network worth hundreds of millions of dollars, maybe even a billion dollars, is paying me 30 grand because I brought them value to their show. And now, you know, I'm selling seats at meet and greets. And, you know, I have a valuable asset in the fact that I have hundreds of thousands of followers. So now companies are willing to pay me money. I just there was proof there now yeah. that I am better than other people, right? And I don't, you know, that I'm using air quotes if if yeah. you're just listening to this in audio, Spotify. Or Apple, And if you you are listening, don't forget to hit follow it and leave us an honest review. Um, And then after the show, all that proof came. And then the next season came around, like you mentioned earlier. Now, you know, we're three seasons after your season. We're now 10 seasons after my season. But the next season comes out. Once the new cast comes out on CBS.com, no one gives a fuck about Zach. No. No one cares about me anymore. They're looking at the new guys that are on the show, right? The new good looking dudes, the new funny dudes that are on the show. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really see that come to fruition until my manager at the time was like, yo, Zach, uh, we got no meet and greets on the calendar. We got no Instagram posts on the calendar. Uh, you know, so I don't know what you're going to do for the next you know, three months. And I was like, what? I was like, dude, I just, you know, I just spent 500 bucks last night on a hotel room at Live and spent a thousand bucks on a bottle. Like, I, I need more. He's like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, maybe post more content. I was like, "Fuck!" Oh. I was like, wait, now I got to work? I was like, now I got to actually think and like put in effort to make this a reality. Um, and I tried really hard to make that happen and it didn't happen for me. Good. At the end of the day, I don't have any talents or skills. I was lucky enough to be cast on this TV show because I made a good impression in my casting call. And, uh, you know, I'm not a singer. I'm not an actor. I'm not athletic enough to make millions of dollars and and entertain people on a football field. So um, I was like, all right, it's time to just really humble myself and it's time to work 60 hours a week and I started doing that waking up at 5 a.m and exercising before 6 a.m and taking care of my health and nice you know, man. making a 100 cold calls a day and networking and making another 40 calls at night after 9 p.m and I did that for you know six seven years straight and then I and then even at 29 dude I got another job as a server at a high high-end restaurant right making 200 right. bucks cash a night like I right. had humility Like i don't care what anybody else thinks i'm making 200 bucks cash a night every single night i'm taking that 200 and i'm putting it right towards my mortgage and i pay off my house right so like you know know, it's like humility was my superpower over the last like six years and uh, i'm still trying to embody humility every single day like i know nothing right i've read all the personal finance books i've read all the real estate books you know i've read all the books on mindfulness and 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 spirituality and like i still know nothing so that's been the Biggest reason as to why I've grown so much is because I still like operate from be- beginner's mindset. Um, and then the second question: What kind of like got me out of this was, uh, dude? I was just I was drinking so much and I was I was partying so much, and there were a couple nights where I did shit that I was like, I could have died. I like what? What was I thinking? Drinking that much, you know, not driving, but getting in cars with people that are driving that are. You know, inebriated, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, like, there was one morning I just woke up and I was like, yo, I got to stop doing this. And uh, it was just, let me go a week sober. And then it was, let me exercise today. Let me read 10 pages today. And, like, just trying to get 1% better every single day, right? And, like, yeah.
1: That. And, like,
0: you know what? What's really helped me too, and I, I know I'm speaking a lot, but, like, the last thing I want to say is, like, traveling too has really opened up my eyes to things. I feel like the more time you spend in another country, the less you care about what people from your hometown think of you. And it's like weird. Like I was in Bali for like two weeks and I come back and I'm like, yo, I don't care about what anybody thinks about me because there are millions of people in Bali that are just like roaming the streets, you know, having fun in the water. And I'm like, I kind of want to live that lifestyle. And, and right now for me, it's just about finding that balance between like try to make an impact, trying to make seven figures and, and savoring life and just, like, living a simple life. Just, like, finding that finding that balance. Yeah,
1: yeah. Good for you, man. I love that. That's so deep. Thank you for sharing that with me. I love that. I appreciate that, Nate. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much. And uh, yeah, do, do you have
0: anything else you want to get off your chest or, or leave the audience
1: with today before we wrap up? Oh, uh, yeah. I always leave uh, with... Uh, thank you so much for having me for one like you said I didn't know you before but I'm so glad I met you it uh, feels like so much more uh, depth to you so I appreciate the time which you uh, allow me to share with you uh, to anyone else and say always be grateful always be mindful and if you have the opportunity to bless someone with a smile our kindness always uh, pay it for because you can change someone's day with kindness so I'll just leave with that so true
0: such a small gesture that makes such a big impact yeah Nate- Yeah. Nate Mitchell, man, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today. It was a pleasure speaking to you, get to know you a little bit. I know uh, all the people that are listening are are reality TV fans, and they're going to enjoy listening to this episode. If you are watching on YouTube up until this point, thank you so much for your time, energy, and attention. Don't forget to hit subscribe and the like button. If you're listening on Audible, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, please give us a follow and leave an honest review. We recommend five stars. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Live Better Now podcast.